I'd put a mirror on the toe of the putter and give them different styles and watch them how they actually sit it down and I can start seeing what styles and what shapes and what lines they line up more left or more right based on what they need. This is a Fitting Room Podcast with your hosts, Nate Adelman and AJ Volpel. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fitting Room Podcast. I am your host, AJ Vopel, alongside Nate Adelman. Um, and Nate, for this episode that we are airing today, Wednesday, I wasn't actually here for it. Yeah, you've been gone a while, and you uh, were... Uh, hanging me out here to dry, but that's okay because I did that too earlier this year. But <laughs> where right. where have you been? Um, so I was actually just in Miami um, filming with uh, my good buddy and Callaway staff pro Joe Compatello. And if that name rings a bell for anybody out there, um, you probably know Joe because he stars. Well, not only is he a top uh, 100 uh, instructor um, according to Golf Digest, but he is also the star of our Insta Golf Tip series um, that we post on all our social channels and on our website. Um, Nate, are you familiar with those videos? Of course, they're yeah. they're unbelievable. They're like some of the most useful, easily digestible. Mm-hmm golf tips that i've seen from anywhere yeah so they're five to second golf tips go to callawaygolf.com slash instagolf tips uh check those out because it's really unique instruction that nobody else is doing and we're doing it so nate that's where i was that's the cool. short of it that's where i was well, but but you were here doing a fitting room podcast yeah well i had the choice either not do a fitting room <laughs> right. or go on without you yep. and i said that our listeners and mm-hmm. golfers out there deserve a podcast that's right so i damn I, right I, I i kept on keeping on and i got <laughs> podcast hero and uh regular substitute dave neville yep. to help me out and did you know that callaway just started a national fitters board no and are are you the chairman and uh, am i the vice chairman is that is that how it's gonna work you are definitely not on the, on the board <laughs> no they left me off there uh, uh, on purpose but no this is a this is a program that we do with our um our staffers around the country. There are some that are specifically fitters. They're not necessarily like a club, like a head pro or anything, but they're, they're fitters. Their job is fitting. They're fitting all day, every day. And we have them almost as a board of advisors for us in Mm -hmm. in what we do with fitting. And, um, we had one of the founding board members here in the office, um, Scott Felix, Scott Felix is at Spring Creek Ranch Golf Course in Collierville, Tennessee. Never he, been there, but it sounds nice. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, uh, it, he is the founder of Felix Clubworks, um, FelixClubworks.com, and he's a Golf Digest Top 100 fitter year after year after year, and uh, he fits he fits all brands, but he fits mm-hmm. Callaway stuff yeah. a, a lot. And we hadn't done this year an episode about lessons from the field. We've yeah, done that I love in previous those. And years. they're they're fan favorites too. Yeah, a lot of fan favorites, and yeah. this year was a, a great year for for Callaway products. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of them out there, so mm-hmm. I wanted to see, you know, we hear stuff here, but I wanted to see the man on the ground, what has he been hearing about our products this year, and so we sat down with uh, Scott and talked about what he's seen this year cool. uh, out in the field. Nice, that's awesome. I can't wait to listen to it. I actually haven't listened to it yet. Uh, we're filming this intro a little after the fact, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm ready to get to it. I, don't, do I it. We plugged into golf tips. I don't really have uh, many more plugs for you. you let's, know? let's do it. All right, let's get to Scott. Hey, everyone. This is Nate from The Fitting Room. I wanted to let you guys know that I was able to trick our e-commerce team into creating a promo code for The Fitting Room podcast. If you use promo code FITTINGROOM on CallawayGolf.com, 
You'll get free shipping on your entire order and 20% off anything in the Team Callaway collection. So head over to CallawayGolf.com and use promo code FITTINGROOM. And welcome back to The Fitting Room. I'm Nate Adelman, and today we have a, I'd say podcast regular, but not always on The Fitting Room, a voice you're very familiar with, Dave Neville. Dave, welcome to The Fitting Room. Back in the house. Always good. This is my favorite show to be on. Love being on The Fitting Room podcast. That's great to hear, and we love having you. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is lessons from the field in 2018. And I thought when we were prepping for this episode... Wait, 2018? You're predicting the future. Good point. It's actually 2017. (laughs) My mind is ready already for the new year. But uh, so lessons from the field for 2017. And we thought you'd be the right guy for this because you were out on earlier in the year, Epic Tour, 55 cities going and spreading the word about Epic. Spreading the gospel around the country. That was an amazing uh, tour. So we, it was 55 cities. I did not go to all 55 cities because uh, I have some other responsibilities back here in the office. Uh, over 4,000 golf fitters, golf professionals, uh, golf store associates that we did uh, ball speed challenges and we did a bunch of training with them. Results were incredible uh, with, the, with the Epic Driver. Just beat our expectations um, by a lot. We averaged 5.5 miles an hour versus their gamers. And they brought in whatever they had already been fit to. And these are good players. These were you know almost all sub-five handicap uh, golfers. So it was really, really cool to see. So one of the that was early on the season. Yeah, a lot has progressed since then. So today we brought in uh, one of the best fitters in the country, Scott Felix. Welcome to the fitting room. We're pumped to have you here. Uh, Scott is the founder of Felix Clubworks Clubworks in Collierville, Tennessee, which is at the Spring Ranch Spring Creek Ranch Golf Course. As a mouthful, did I get that? <laughs> that's that's it. That's correct. So welcome to the show, and um, you're also year over year a Golf Digest top 100 fitter. So congratulations for that. Thank you. Um, what is the process to go get a golf, be a golf digest top 100 fitter? Oh, I think you just got to keep grinding out every year, producing good numbers, you know, uh, helping people play better golf, what we're passionate about doing. That's great. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what you've seen this year, uh, from specifically of all the fits, the hundreds of fits that you've been a part of. Um, let's start with the woods. So let's talk a little bit about what you've been seeing patterns trends popular setups um with the with the woods this year out out there you know some of the things that i've seen the best you know epic has absolutely killed it this year they've been posting up great numbers with that jailbreak jailbreak technology uh increasing ball speeds forgiveness um having the two styles uh that produce great numbers with all the adjustabilities to the hosels and the the weight settings and the weight ports being able to move the the weight forward and back in the sub-zero, really controlling your spin, and then having the, the hosel being able to just square it up a little bit more or open it up or increase, decrease loft. So it's been a, you know, a good addition to the uh, Callaway family for sure. Yeah, so one of the things I wanted to ask about is uh, the sub-zero versus the, the standard Epic. Uh, we saw sales kind of explode of the sub-zero this year compared to in the past with our pro-style drivers. What kind of percentages are you, see, are you seeing and, and what type of player has been fitting in the sub-zero versus the standard? I, I think it's been uh, more of the sub than the standard head, uh, depending on what that person needs. Uh, I've probably been guiding some people to the standard head, being able to use the weight port that slide to make it more fade bias for a guy that really draws a ball where we can put it on the minus one setting. 
uh, get them dialed into the loft, move the weight out towards the toe, get them the right shaft and the right length for them. Um, but the Sub-Zero has been a really forgiving hot head that fits a lot of people as long as you adjust the loft and get those weight ports exactly right with all the different shaft options we haven't had a problem uh with you know people hitting one or the other you know they've both been really really good and the numbers off the sub have been phenomenal and one of the things uh, we were talking about earlier um before we, we went live on the mic was the fairway woods and how you don't necessarily if they're in the standard in the in the driver that they got to go right into the standard for the fairway wood how do you approach fitting a fairway wood given the different conditions you need to use it off of you know, it's really the player interview, just talking to them, asking them what they're looking for, what they're really needing. Um, you know, what kind of golf courses are they playing? Are they looking for something that they're going to use strictly off the tee more or something coming into the greens when it comes to shorter par fives that they're going to need something to launch the ball in the air? Um, and not necessarily just because they have the sub-zero needs, it means that they fit into the sub-zero fairway wood as, as well. Because um, a lot of guys want to hit the ball a little bit higher coming into these greens because greens – are definitely firmer nowadays the golf ball didn't spin as much so you need to make sure that that vertical descending angle that we really take a look at make sure it's coming out of the air the right way so it's holding those greens and not just rolling off the back and they still have to chip so ball speed was a big thing this year the story that we were telling especially with jailbreaking i haven't seen anything for the future but i don't imagine they're going to abandon jailbreak right away so when it comes to a player seeing a jump in ball speed what are some of the considerations that you have to do when fitting them, whether it's, uh, whether it's with the weight, with the length, with the – what does the added ball speed allow you or, or require you to do to get someone properly fit? When you're looking at ball speed, that's, you know, that's really the main number that you're really, really focusing on, and, and that really dictates how high or how low they can hit that golf ball. And we're really trying to take, you know, take in consideration the vertical descending angle so when it lands, it's going to land and – and roll forward it's not coming out of the air too steep um, but as they go up in speed you can actually increase the height their maximum height because it's going to carry a little bit more and it's controlling the spin so it's still going to come out of the air really flat uh, so it really enables us to really increase their carry distance which is huge so a bunker that they're looking at 265 or 270 off the tee now they have no problem carrying that bunker versus like having to go around even it. there right exactly so they might be taking a more aggressive line, you know, than they normally would. Got it. Um, talk to me a little bit about the the numbers off of the driver. Like what, you know, say say a guy's swinging at about a hundred miles an hour. What kind of numbers are you looking at for launch angle, spin angle, uh, spin rates, you know, landing angle, that that kind of thing? Well, for me, you know, based on say a hundred miles an hour, that's going to be more right around the eighty-five height feet in height apex is what i'm kind of looking at and i like to have the driver coming out of the air around 34 to 38 degrees you know if you look at lpga numbers their club head speed with the drivers around 96 and they average around 75 in their apex and they're going to be a little bit more shallow they're probably going to be in between the 32 to 36 vertical descending angle where a pga tour average is 113 and their apex is anywhere from 96 and you're starting to see these guys hit it well over 100 just because the golf ball's not spinning and so it's flattening out at their apex and still coming out at that shallow angle so spin rates uh 23 24 100 in in that range right exactly you know you can always go up if their spin's low 
if their spin's a little higher, you want to try to adjust it a little bit. You want to try to hit it a little bit flatter, depending on what their attack angle is. How are you going to treat? Uh, you, you get a, maybe a higher handicapper come in. They're spinning their driver. You know, you probably see it thirty five hundred, thirty eight hundred. Right. What are you going to do for for that player? How do you how do you attack that? You start looking at it. You know, is it the is it the attack angle of what they're doing? Um, is that what's creating the spin? Is it because their path is a little too far left for a right-handed golfer with an open face? Are they wiping it a little bit? It could be the length of the driver, maybe giving them a shorter driver. You know, a lot of guys out on tour play 45 or shorter. So if we can get them hitting a little bit more in the center of the face, adjust some of the weight variables and the hosel settings, you know, it'll help kind of skew that, you know, depending on what their club head speed is as well and then getting them into a golf ball, just trying to help mask or, or help reduce his, the spin as much as possible. David, see, were you asking for a friend there? Just for a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going into the hitting bay right after uh, this. Um, so let's move our way down the bag a little bit. Let's talk about the transition from the woods to the irons. How do you guide a player on whether they go with the higher lofted fairway, the hybrid? I know we've had some hot hybrids this year versus the long irons. Well, it really depends on the, how that player's style of playing. You know, if he's a high launch guy, um, he might be a 13-degree a fairway wood or 15-degree fairway wood, depending on how they're wanting to play that. And then they would either roll into a, a hybrid-style club for a five-wood area or a driving iron. just depends on what really suits that particular player. So the most important thing when you're really getting fit is that first interview with that person. What are they trying to achieve? What areas do they feel like they're weak in? What are they like wanting to improve? And then it's up, us to, up to us as a fitter to know what products are out there to get them the best equipment dialed in based on their needs to help them do those, do those things. And how much of all the factors that you fit, um, obviously player preference will be a big one, but how much is spin dictating whether you use a utility, an iron, a fairway, or a hybrid? You know, that's a that's a pretty good that's a good one. It just depends on it really just depends on the player, you know, what's creating that spin. Mm. Um so if they're not spinning it enough, that person might be a three, four hybrid. Uh I remember, you know, I caddied a couple of years ago in the PGA championship at Whistling Straits and the one of the players we got paired with, he played a two, three, four, and five hybrid. His first iron was a six iron in his bag. Wow. So it just depends on on each player what they're looking to achieve and then how do we get there is it you know through doing multiple driving irons higher lofted driving irons is it doing a five wood and a seven wood is it doing you know a lower lofted fairway wood and doing a you know a driving iron for that it just depends it's all different and right. it's from case to case and dave this is something we talk about a lot where sometimes knowing your numbers isn't enough you could know that you're high spin or low spin but you kind of need to know why that is and what is it about your spin what is it about i mean your your swing what is it what are the other factors that is can creating that because you could have three or four reasons why a certain certain ball flight is happening and really understanding your swing takes you the next level and that's why that's when you get a really good quality fitter like scott that's what you're going to be getting exposure to yeah i think you need to be able to take it to the course so that's like scott was saying the the interview is is so important because you could see certain numbers in the fitting bay but especially with hybrids and irons if it doesn't apply to the the course then it's going to be tough for the the player to uh, adjust to it so we always talk about that you know if you have the opportunity to take it out on the course and try it you're going to find more success right. with it 
So let's go. Uh, let's talk a little, about, a little bit about irons this year. What has been some of the big biggest takeaways you've seen in 2017 on irons? I say irons. The number one seller by far has been the Apex irons. They've been phenomenal. They feel great. Post up great numbers. They have a really good traditional look. Great feel to them. Um, I've done great with the Steelhead XR iron. They launch great. Um, they they've been. Uh, launching a little bit better and a little higher and and going going a long way um those have been the two most popular irons that i've had along with the uh, great big os those mm. have been those have been good irons yeah big birth os hot <clears throat> yes hot and interesting that you know apex is uh past a two-year life cycle you know same with uh with bbos um as well so it just shows the performance uh, of apex i mean it almost has a cult following the apex between that and the pro and now we got the new mb um as well people seek it out and even being in the in the second year of its life cycle it seems to be it's just chugging along from a fitter's perspective it, it hadn't slowed down not one bit you know that apex iron i'm selling them left and right um it's just been a great great product and you know it's be awesome to see what they're going to try to replace that with because it's going to have some big shoes to fill. the grooves on i'm still playing them myself and my grooves are worn out they're not going anywhere though i'll tell you what they're staying in the bag they still hit it high hit it straight lance off um with irons all the irons you mentioned did feature the 360 face cup what is some of the trends you've been seeing with that technology whether it's launch spin um, any other than ball speed, of course, what are some of the other patterns you've been seeing with, with irons with face cup? You know, it's just a forgiving face, you know, it still feels good. You're not getting those hot, you know, you know, inconsistent distances where one's going to fly 175 with a seven iron one time, then it goes 185 and then goes 165. They've been very, very consistent, uh, throughout the set. Excellent. Let's transition a little bit to uh, to putters. You know, we've seen out on tour this kind of this, this trend. Mallets are pretty hot, and the toe hang. You know, and and, and having that kind of uh, toe flow is that something you're seeing? Has that has that come to the average consumer? And I know you work with a lot of tour players and better players uh, as well. You know, the good thing about having different Hoswell options, especially in mallets, you know, you're going to have some guys that really struggle trying to line the putter up. So having a mallet that they feel like they can aim a lot better and then give them the hosel options, whether it's a face balance or a little bit of toe hang or even more toe hang, uh, kind of fits is going to fit their strokes type. And that's really what you're trying to dial in. You're really trying to get them a putter that they can aim and start on the same line in a very consistent manner. And then which one's going to kind of help them release the toe or not release it as much based on what they do. And, and just for the people out there who are wondering about toe hang, um, just briefly describe what that does um, in terms of the, the putter face. You know, face balance is going to be more of a straight back or straight through um, putting stroke. Something with more toe hang is for a guy that has a lot more arc in their stroke or tends to close the face more rapidly. So if they tend to miss putts a little bit more left, you can take something with a little bit more toe hang, and it's going to help that putter toe not close as fast and it's going to stay online a little bit faster and then if you have a guy that tends to miss a little to the right if you give him a little less hang then it's going to help square that face up a little bit easier for him and we've had the uh the new the 7s you know the the, the black and the red coming out in the in the summer how have those done for you they've, they've done phenomenal they they always do every odyssey putter that i have just flies off the shelf and the new hinge technology has just been phenomenal for guys that have a little bit of throw or uptake 
you know, on their putting stroke, those hinges get the ball rolling a little bit better and staying on line truer, quicker. And that's the old key. The, the faster you can get that ball starting on line and staying on the green where it's not bobbling or back spinning or skidding at all, it has a better chance of not only getting to the hole but staying on that true line. So we, we talked a little bit about head shapes. We talked a little bit about toe hang. We've talked about roll. When you're starting with the guy, what do you start with? Is it which of those factors are, is step one? Step one for me is, you know, what shape does a person actually like? Do they like a mallet shape? Do they like a blade shape? Do they need a mini mallet that maybe looks like a, a little bit bigger blade? And then really start trying to figure out which one they aim better, how they visually see it, what alignment aids that they use to really square the putter face up. So if we can get it started pointing where we want it to go, and then we start kind of breaking it down from a stroke style, you know, where their eyes are in relationship to the golf ball, make sure they're set up in a very repeatable athletic position so they can make the best stroke possible. And then we start looking, you know, all the fine stuff of, you know, the weight, the putter grip, you know, and adjusting the line aloft. Do you, uh, we've, we've heard a little bit on the show, we've talked about it, about eye dominance do you consider eye dominance at all when you're doing either putter fittings or club fittings absolutely you know you can get dialed into that looking at you know are you right eye dominant or left eye dominant because depending on what eye you're looking out of you're looking at different parts of the putter you're looking at different parts of the ball you might be looking at the back of the ball versus the front of the ball or the back of the putter and so those different alignment aids on these putters in different shapes and and uh, lines on them will make a, p a person line it up different based on how they see it. So that's that's very key. And I use lasers that I'll I put a mirror on the toe of the putter and give them different styles and watch them how they actually set it down. And I can start seeing what styles and what shapes and what lines they line up more left or more right based on what they need. That is that is top level fitting right there. <laughs> oh, that is in depth. You don't find that everywhere, but you can find that at Felix Clubworks in Collierville, Tennessee at the Spring Creek Ranch Golf Course. Scott, thank you so much for joining us today on The Fitting Room. Uh, I learned a lot from you, and hopefully uh, our listeners did as well. Thanks for having me. That was awesome. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it.